2: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam?
5: It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire NBA Playoffs Edition. How about it, folks? It was a slow Tuesday night in the sports world, except the NBA playoffs are back. I was fired up. I thought Nets Cavs delivered. Boy, did the Cavs get a good cover there. Listen, I told you guys I was shying off the Cavs, but I mean, the bigger story ain't the Cavs. Uh, Darius Garland going off. Oh, my gosh. Rob G, uh, the, the the Brooklyn Nets did not look like what I expected. Now, I know it's, it's a play-in game. It's at home. It's a team that has not been put together all season. They're still waiting on Ben Simmons, who was, I don't know, was he wearing like a leather shorts and vest combo? I, I didn't totally understand that, but I want to spend about as much time on Ben Simmons' wardrobe choice, as I will later in the pod, on the Scott Foster ref show in Minnesota, the wacky game where they tried to foul Carl Anthony Towns out in the first half, and some wacko nutjob lady tried to glue herself to the floor while being an animal activist. I mean, that game deserves some time. It'll get it later. I just need to focus on the Brooklyn Nets, and Rob G., I can't help. But watch that game. They race out to the 20-point lead. You're like, okay, Nets are going to coast. And then, oh, we actually need to sub Kyrie Irving out. And then it's like, boom, Cavs hit him with an 8-2 run. Then it's like, oh, KD needs a few minutes of rest. It's like, bang, 12-2 run with Kevin Durant out. And the Nets got to bring him back. And Rob, this team without Kevin Durant, without Kyrie Irving, they looked really bad. And and Rob G was early on this. On Monday's pod, he mentioned Seth Curry, not 100%. Now it's like, well, it's Seth Curry, he's tough. He's a role player. He's going to be fine. Seth Curry, 34 minutes, took four shots, missed all of them. He basically was playing on the floor for 34 minutes. He had zero assists, two rebounds, a steal, a turnover, and three fouls. He was basically getting cardio, Seth Curry, the great shooter, adding nothing. And so it had to be a Bruce Brown game. Bruce Brown, electric in 40 minutes of action, 18, 9, and 8, did a lot of damage on, you know, the Kyrie. They would double him. Forced the ball out of his hands, and Bruce Brown was playing the Draymond Green role at the uh, of like point forward from the foul line, hitting the big guys with lobs. He had a good a good game. Problem is,
0: winter's coming here in LA. That means more rain for others. A wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All season tires. They bring new tires to your home or work, install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin, see their Pirelli test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
4: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury And even... Checkout's not until 4, so...
3: Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your
6: experiences at americanexpress.com
3: slash with Amex. Terms apply.
6: What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from The Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer
5: are going to need to double-team Kyrie. I don't think the Celtics are going to need to double-team Kevin Durant. I'm not saying Marcus Smart's going to shut him down or Jalen Brown, but they've got wing defenders to throw at these guys, and they're not going to just say, sorry, we're going to go ahead and, and let Bruce Brown, in addition to KD and Kyrie Irving, kill us. And Rob, my big takeaway from this, and it's I'm not totally selling my net stock, but I'm certainly not buying more of my net stock. That is for sure. Because this team did not look like championship material. And as soon as the final whistle blew, I think within three minutes, I was waiting for this because we talked about it on Monday's podcast. What will be the series price for Celtics Nets? And a mild surprise, but the Boston Celtics opened minus 150 to win the series. That means you need to bet 150 bucks for the Celtics to win the series, and you win 100 if they pull it off. Now, I say pull it off because the disconnect between the numbers and what you see is just so dramatic. I I cannot overstate that the Boston Celtics, for about two months, maybe two and a half months, looked like the 2016 Golden State Warriors, the 73-win team. They looked that good. They were making mincemeat of opponents, whether it was point differential, offensive efficiency, defense. I mean, they were wrecking people regularly by 20 points a night. It was incredible. And it, again, this is not a great team. They had a great run during the season. Now, I, I don't know if I can actually bet them to win the series, but I'll tell you this, Rob. For show. Sure, game one, I think I'm laying it the three and a half with the Celtics. It's going to be a huge divide between the public, who absolutely loves Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, you know, Kyrie mixtape Irving. He was perfect in the first half. Everybody loves Kyrie Irving. He's the greatest. It was weird, Rob. I think he was nine for nine in the first half. He he made three shots in the entire second half. And that's it. Now, he did have 12 assists. Uh, nearly fouled out because he don't play a lot of defense that Darius Garland was cooking. But this Nets team... I'll wrap up with this, Rob. I didn't come away impressed with... Basically anything Brooklyn did. And I'm going to toss this in. Steve Nash, you guys know he lives out here near me in a beach town. Uh, I've been on the soccer field with him. Have not played him in tennis, but I see him playing tennis. No basketball, of course. But I did memorably coach against him in a youth basketball game back in the day. And I did not understand his substitution pattern in the play-in game against the Cavs. Because Andre Drummond was a force on the glass. He had 16 points eight rebounds in 19 minutes plus nine when he's on the floor they're playing volleyball at the rim Any he miss, he's just tapping up tapping up second chance second chance it was just totally dominant from Andre Drummond and then he didn't play in the fourth quarter not one minute now I don't know what Nash was doing listen Claxton was solid rim running he had 13 and nine you look at that you're like oh 13 nine five blocks awesome Claxton was great In 29 minutes, he was minus two. So he played longer than Drummond and had a net negative effect on the team. And again, this ain't just minutes without KD, minutes without Kyrie. Played 29 minutes like the entire fourth quarter. And I'm like, I didn't totally understand that. It just made no sense to me. It allowed the Cavs to come back. Cavs were down 21 in the second half. And again, I know you're saying, Jay, why are you watching this game so closely? Uh, Hello, it's a play-in game. You can gamble on it. It's Kyrie. Kevin Durant, um, my guy Darius Garland hit over 25 and a half points with like eight and a half minutes left. It felt like a great win. Darius Garland, by the way, looking like a young Isaiah Thomas. That dude can go. But overall, I came away not very impressed with the Nets. And I got to say, I feel like something of an idiot saying that they can win the championship. Having to go through Boston, Milwaukee, and then Miami. I feel dumb. But at any rate, Rob, maybe you saw it differently than I did.
7: You know, Jason, this might seem as a shock to you, but um, I'm not really out on the Brooklyn Nets right now this morning. Oh. Because I was never in on them to begin with, okay? (laughs) How can I be out if I was never in on them? Look, everything that we saw last night was what I expected from them in this postseason. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Just look at the box score at the end of the game. KD, 25-11, three blocks, two steals. He was a menace. He was, he was point KD. It was something that's been, you know, a thing for about a week and a half now. It was great. Kyrie Irving, 34 and 12, and to your point, started off the game perfect. I think he had started at 10, 10 for 10, is what he started off with. And yet they needed to hold on in the final minutes <laughs> to beat a Cleveland Cavaliers team who has one perimeter creator, which is Darius Garland, who's great. And they were down their starting center, which is who makes their defense great because it allows Evan Mobley to play like a free safety role. There is no good reason why Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving should start the game eight for eight in a big game because they're big game players. So You expect those guys to show up big in a game setting type set, type format. So, of course, you would expect the Cleveland Cavaliers to come out slow because they don't have any, very many seasoned guys in that kind of atmosphere. So you'd expect Brooklyn to, to do what they did early. You know, since that first quarter, after that first quarter, when when Cleveland was absolutely shell-shocked, they had no idea what was going on. Cleveland scores 23 in the second, 30 in the third, 35 in the fourth. So as soon as they got their bearings and got comfortable in the flow of the game, they had their way with Brooklyn defensively. Brooklyn does not play a lick of defense, you know, outside of KD and spurts, but it's unfair for him to do that because he carries a bunch of an offensive load. It was a prohibitive layup line in the second half for Cleveland. To your point, I don't think Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum are going to just stop Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. You don't stop those guys. But they can slow them down much more than what Cleveland can. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are not going to start off the first quarter in game one against Boston, 8 for 8, in a 20-point lead first quarter. On the flip side, I don't think – the Brooklyn Nets can even slow down Jason Tatum. I don't think they have anybody on their roster who's capable of doing it outside of Kevin Durant, and there's no way they're going to stick Kevin Durant on him for most of the game. So I, I, I'm picking Boston to win this series. I'm going down on the limb. I know you're not ready to do that. I am. I think game one, what is it, three and a half? I think that's easy money if you're betting on yeah. Boston. Um, I, I don't. I don't think... Anything that we saw from, from Brooklyn, even with the perfect start, start shooting, even with the big number from KD and Kyrie, there was nothing that I saw from them that was different than what I expected. And I don't think this team is good enough to win a championship.
5: Yeah, I do not I, I do wonder, Rob, we're both, uh, are we overreacting to Brooklyn comes out up 40 to 20 after a quarter? And you're like, oh, they're going to blow them out. And, you know, the rest of the game, they were a net negative. And as you said, the Cavs got better every single quarter. They got more confident. Um, I, I just... <laughs> You know, Garland was creating and creating havoc. The Celtics don't have a point guard who does that. You know, I just wonder is that is are are we missing that as a reason that the Cavs were so good? A point guard just annihilating Kyrie Irving slash uh, Curry's little brother. Because I did notice in the fourth quarter they stuck Kevin Durant on Garland. Did you see that? They're like, yeah, (laughs) because Cleveland. (laughs) Garland's Garland's murdering us. I know that's the other thing. So. What do you do if you're the Nets? And, like, I know Ben Simmons is probably going to come back, but, like, let's be realistic, guys. Ben Simmons hasn't played an NBA game in 11 months, right? I don't think he's pl- – uh, since that Hawks loss, he hasn't played a game, right? Nope. Didn't play with the Sixers. Hasn't come back with the Nets. What, what do we think? He's going to come back and give them 25 minutes a night? Like, I don't think that's how it works, does it? No, the, the people quarter, who think didn't that, have a cortisone shot. Yeah, He's the back.
7: people the people who think that Ben Simmons, if he comes back in this series, is going to be effective, are the same people who thought Tiger Woods had a chance to win the Masters. Like oh, you yeah, don't yeah. come in <laughs> to that level of competition after a year plus off and expect you are going to be able to compete at the highest levels with, with these guys. If 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 it, it, wait. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It wasn't a cortisone. It was an um, ep- epidural shot. I'm Same epidural difference. Shot. You know, he got a yeah. shot in his back. His back was hurting, and they put a needle in to make him feel better. Look, Ben Simmons yeah. is going to be impactful for the Brooklyn Nets going forward. I think next season, assuming they're all healthy and and, and ready to go, they're probably going to be the favorites to win it all next year. But this season, this team right now does not have the personnel defensively to keep up with the, the better teams in the NBA. And the the Boston Celtics, to your point— before Robert Williams got hurt, looked like the best team in basketball outside of Phoenix. And it wasn't even close. It was Phoenix and Boston and then a big gap and then everybody else. So I think Boston is going to roll in game one. I think they're going to win that one easily, maybe even a double-digit victory uh, because they're going to be rested and they're going to be you know, motivated with Kyrie coming to town. Um, I, I just don't know how if you watched Boston yesterday – and saw that it took a perfect shooting performance from Kyrie through three quarters, and Kevin Durant to turn into the point guard all of a sudden, and you barely hang on to beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. You can't feel good about it.
5: I am, you know, I don't want to go too long on this game. It was just the play-in. But I am curious how the Nets are going to handle some adversity in the postseason. Like, if they're down 2-1, they're down 3-2, and, you know, Kyrie was out, so it was just Kevin Durant and Harden last year against uh, against the Bucks. I am very curious, will there be finger-pointing? Because remember, guys, this is a Kyrie Irving who has never done jack squat in the postseason without LeBron James. Never. He's hurt all the time. I think he has one career playoff series win, maybe two. Actually, two. It was one against um, when he was in Boston. They won one, and they got smoked second round. And then last year, they won in the first round against Boston. And that's all he has without LeBron James. So, like, this is a big one for Kyrie. Listen, if they go down to Boston, a lot of people are going to say, listen, the reason you're here is because Kyrie's unvaccinated. And the unvaccination mean he couldn't play. And he couldn't play, so now you're the seventh seed. And, like, this is a problem. And he's going to be like, well, I don't want to put words in his mouth. Is he going to be like, we have a max player sitting on our bench who has not played a basketball game in 11 months. That's why we're here. Is is that going to happen? Is there going to be finger pointing? Because it's easy to get excited, as they were yesterday with the win. I don't, uh, Rob, I I just, I have some questions about what happens as soon as things go sideways. So yes, I am rooting for a rowdy Boston crowd. And Rob, remember, they don't like Kyrie there. No, He went to Boston, said he was going to stay, abandoned them. Went last year, stomped on the logo. You remember that? The, the Celtic thing? That yes. was like a deal. And they, I, if, I think they were chanting Kyrie sucks this year during a Celtics-Nets game. when uh, I think it was Jalen Brown at the line. They're just full throat. Kyrie sucks. Like, they don't like him. This is going to be a great series.
7: Oh, yeah. There, there's few things better in sports, regardless of who you're picking to win the series. When there is bad blood, either between the teams or the fan bases, it makes it so much better. So that yeah. Boston guard, I don't know if it's still the garden, but whatever that TD guard, G- there you T-D-Garden? go. Yeah, garden, whatever the arena is called these days is going to be rocking in game one. There's going to be so many F-bombs, a bunch of drunk dudes yelling obscenities at Kyrie Irving. Every time he touches the ball, every time he's at the free throw line, it's going to be fantastic. And that's why I expect Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, particularly Marcus Smart are just going to feed off that energy. And it's going to be a big, big win for Boston in game yeah. one.
2: All right, before
5: we get to Minnesota and the paperclips, I just want to add, Rob, you guys know 538.com, right? They were a website started by, uh, I forget the guy's name now, Nate but Silver. Anyway, he, Nate Silver, thank you, a political guy. And then he added sports, they brought it to ESPN, and then ESPN ended up dumping it, and here we are. They do NBA predictions, and one of the big laughing points back in the day, maybe six, seven years ago, their numbers loved every year the Raptors. They said the Raptors are going to beat the Cavs. The numbers say the Raptors and the Raptors. And, and then, of course, the Raptors would get smoked by LeBron. This year, they have something called an ELO forecast, which you know is a predictive uh, statistical database. It says the Boston Celtics have the best chance of winning the NBA Finals. Getting to the finals, 66%. Getting to the conference semifinals, Rob. Meaning beating the Nets. They had them at 91%. Wow. Chances of making the conference semis. So 9 out of 10 times this Celtics team faces that Nets team. They win the series. Now, they also have something called a Raptor player rating. I don't even know what the hell that is, but I'm just giving you the numbers. Again, they love... The Boston Celtics. Chances of winning the finals, according to Raptor, 33%. Suns are second, Bucks are third. Warriors are fourth. Sixers are somehow kind of high up. But anyway, getting to the conference semifinals, Boston Celtics, 84%. So these numbers are going off what you know, Robin. I've been telling you that the numbers this year absolutely love this Boston Celtics team. And folks, uh Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are going to be up against it. Rob, last one. What's worse, losing in the first round when you have KD and Kyrie or not even making the playoffs if you have LeBron? Oh, gosh. (laughs) Honestly, I I Uh, almost think you're going to catch more heat if you miss the playoffs. Uh, Sorry, if you lose in the first round. Seriously.
7: Yeah, I think it's going to be worse if you lose in the first round because it's going to be a national stage, and it's not just going to be a one-game elimination, or yep. you can't paint it just on injuries because you got there. And if you lose in a, a seven-game series, when seven games usually means the best team always wins a seven-game series, and not only if you lose, but if you lose early, if you lose in five or six, uh, it's going to be really, really bad. for not yeah. Maybe not Kevin Durant, but definitely Kyrie. Kyrie will take oh, a ton of heat.
5: goodness. Kyrie Irving. You know, the, the, the love for Kyrie – is really off the charts. All right, that's enough on on, uh, on, on, on the Brooklyn Nets, who, whew, I don't know. I, I, I think I got to start rooting for the
2: Celtics. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
5: So we probably could have opened with... Timberwolves, Clippers, because it was probably the better game. I just think, from a national perspective, if you are firing up this podcast in Florida or Ohio, and we do have some listeners in Iowa, I I don't know that you care too much on the surface about the Minnesota Timberwolves and the LA Clippers. Like, you care about Kevin Durant. He is everywhere all the time. He's a big deal. The Minnesota Timberwolves are fun. You know, you knew that. But I don't think you realize like, how electric the vibe and the energy in Minnesota is because you know that was a great playoff game. I know there's a lot of people who don't like the NBA. They're woke and all this stuff. I'm just saying, if you watched the game, it was like a really good basketball game. Clippers were bombing threes, and Ty Lue was pushing all the right buttons, and Karl-Anthony Towns was in foul trouble. Karl-Anthony Towns, the best player on the Timberwolves, who lobbied hard for all NBA— I think he won the three-point shooting contest, right, Rob? Yes, he did. Yeah. So he fouls out. I mean, he he was terrible all game, picking up fouls. He was too amped. Fouled out in 24 minutes. He was three of 11, 11 points. He was a disaster on the court. Four turnovers, three baskets. Come on, bro. Six fouls. He was terrible. He fouls out with 734 left in the game, and they're down seven. Timberwolves. And I'm like, ah, oh, jeez, they're toast, I can't believe I bet these jokers. Like, how are they going to come back now? There's no chance. The Clippers had made like 14 threes at that point or something insane. And folks, the guy I told you I don't like, the guy I wanted suspended for this game, Patrick Beverly, he took this game over. He took it by the throat. And he was all up in Paul George's face. He picked Reggie Jackson with the shot clock winding down. He stripped Jackson on the sideline in front of Balmer. The owner, the billionaire owner of the Clippers, and gave him the side eye. Listen, Patrick Beverly is the definition of the guy you would love to play with and you absolutely do not want to play against. He is a runt, a pest, a nuisance. All those words that describe Patrick Beverly are 100% spot on. He didn't shoot it great. He was two of eight, but defensively, he was an absolute menace. I thought he was the difference. Over the final six or seven minutes. And of course, I got to mention former Laker. That's Rob G's favorite line. That's D'Angelo right. Russell. who, By the way, who says the Lakers are not in the playoffs? Anthony, I'm uh, sorry, D'Angelo Russell. 29 points. Big three-pointer to get in the lead with like three minutes left. He was very good. Alex Caruso will be playing for the Bulls. Not long. They're going to get swept by the Bucks. Lonzo Ball will be in street clothes, but he'll be there. Brandon Ingram will be in a play-in game tonight. We may talk about him in the best bet in a minute. I mean, there's plenty of Lakers. I don't think Kuzma, Casey. No, they didn't. They didn't quite make it in Washington. But there's Lakers in the playoffs. Just for the Laker fans out there, at any rate, I have to hand the baton to you, Rob. After I crown Anthony Edwards, so freaking fun to watch. His first step is—it's just a blow by. Like you can't guard him. He was calling for the ball and waving off screens when they were coming to pick him to put Paul George on him. Like, he's like, I got Paul George. I've got it. He's their best defender. I've got this. I don't need the screen, And he would just go by Paul George and get fouled in the lane. Anthony Davis is freaking good. Step back threes. Some crazy shots, I will say. They are a team that, you know, they're one of these energetic teams celebrating like they won the championship when they won the play-in game. You know, Alex Rodriguez in the front row with his blonde new girlfriend who... Very nice. Um, I mean, they're celebrating, taking off their jerseys and celebrating, throwing in the crowd. Like, they did not win the NBA Finals. They want to play-in game. But they're hyped. They're going to go and battle Memphis next. And Rob G, that is going to be one of the most trash-talking series. I would set the – I don't know if you can bet on how many technical fouls <laughs> there will be, but there is going to be so much jaw-jacking. Text. Maybe an ejection on the horizon. I don't know. But – Patrick Beverly, Desmond Bain, John ja Morant, Jaron Jackson. Like this, it's going to be a series. And I know the, the general public won't really care. It'll probably get relegated to NBA TV because it's two crappy markets. But Minnesota, Memphis, is going to be it's going to be a war. I don't know. I don't think Minnesota has much of a chance to win the series. But I think they can make the games exciting, Robin,
7: fun. Yeah, you remember a few minutes ago when I said that uh, Boston and Brooklyn is going to be great because of the bad blood and the animosity that's going to make for a great series? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, this one's going to be even better than that, even though there is no bad blood, just because these two teams are both so hyped all the time. They're always on edge. They're always in your face talking trash. So it's going to be a fantastic series. I'm with you. I think Memphis is going to win it. Um, I I, I will say I I had a big problem with your boy Pat Bev jumping on the scorers table after the playing game. It's like, it's look, like man. Crying. He was crying, crying in the post game. I mean, <laughs> yeah. look. Congratulations to the Wolves. You made me look stupid for saying that the Clippers were the most dangerous playing team. I thought they were the most dangerous team, assuming they got the seventh seed and they got Memphis in the first round. Uh, with them facing the Phoenix Suns in the first round, they are no longer the most dangerous playing team. Okay, the, the Clippers, can they win a game? Uh, they'll get one. Uh, there's they don't have a chance to win the series. I don't think. Okay. I hey, think. By the way, you, you, I think. I don't know if you get credit for calling him playoff P.
5: Right, I don't know if that started with you or someone else. No, it was not me. Technically, is the play-in game, does that count toward playoff stats or no?
7: No, it doesn't count towards anything. Okay. That's
5: that's why Paul George went off last night, right?
7: (laughs) I mean, he was incredible. He had
5: 34 points, six threes. He carried them until Pat Bev shut him down in the final minutes.
7: Yeah, I mean, he he, he started off looking like pandemic P, and then he (gasps) eased into way off P, and then he became playoff P there in the fourth quarter. Look, that that game, I know we spend most of the time talking about the Nets and, and the uh, the Nets win because obviously that's the bigger story because on the national level, people are gonna so excited about Minnesota. But I thought it was fantastic that you know, Carl Towns obviously was very tight. I mean, you say what you want about the free the free the the foul trouble that he was in. Even before the foul trouble really kicked into the second quarter, he looked nervous. He looked like he was in his first playoff game, which is not his first game, but he's only been to the thing of the playoffs one time or another in his career, and they got smacked in the first round. He he, he was unsure of himself. He was allowed himself to get pushed off to the three-point line by guys like Nick Batum and, and Paul George, who he should just be bullying on the block, but he had no interest in doing that. And so when your best player is tight like that and they're off, and they're they it's clear that they're off. In this case, he wasn't even on the floor because of his foul trouble. It helps when you have guys with irrational confidence like Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell. Whatever game that they're in, doesn't matter who they're going against, what time of the game it is, they believe they're the best players on the floor no matter who it is. So when you have two guys like that, even if you don't have the experience level against a team like the Clippers, these guys don't know any better. Like Anthony Edwards believes he is the best player on the floor at all times. D'Angelo Russell has been doing the ice in my veins thing when the Lakers were winning 21 games a season. (laughs) <laughs> like, these these guys have this, this self-confidence that you can't teach, and I think that that, uh, that got them through this game last night, and we'll see. I don't think they're going to win against Memphis, but they're going to make for a great series, though.
5: Yeah, not a hot take on D'Angelo Russell, but shockingly, he is, what is he? Tw- he's 26 years old. That's to me, is crazy. He was on the Lakers. He was on Brooklyn. He was on Golden State for, like, seven minutes, and then he got dealt to Minnesota Rob at the first two stops Lakers and Brooklyn he had to be the guy right he was like the number one option Brooklyn did not have KD or Kyrie at that point it felt like probably too much pressure on him that that would be my guess he was a lot younger you know he's a young kid coming out of college I think he was 18 when he got in the league and it was like yeah it's too much too soon and then in Golden State, I thought it was the perfect fit because, you know, there's no pressure. You've got Curry, you've got Clay, And then, of course, Clay's hurt. Curry gets hurt. There was a lot of pressure, and he did not play well at all. He had, like, a couple games where he was all right. COVID hits and screws everything up. In Minnesota, there's no pressure on him. This is either Anthony, Carl Anthony Towns' team or Anthony Edwards' team. That's the debate. He is, safe to say, Rob, the third banana. And so when I watch him and his his drives and stuff, it's like you could just see he's in total control with these floaters that are killing the Clippers. Like he got anything he wanted in the lane. He was an awesome player last night.
7: I've never seen that from him. He's always looked like he was forcing stuff, didn't it? Yeah, and I think what, what you know people don't see it because they're, the Wolves are not on national TV very often. But D'Angelo Russell is huge for a point guard. Like yeah. he's like six five, maybe two hundred and fifteen pounds or so. And he's a lefty, so even though he's not super athletic, the way that he moves and he uses his body really well, he has good touch, you know, on his jump shot. So, D'Angelo Russell, I know that you know, in LA, he's not the most beloved guy because of that whole Iggy Azalea, Nick Young thing. Oh, but but that, yeah. you know, he, he's still a, a talent. There's a reason he went number two in the draft, and he he's got a lot of skills, and I'm glad that. You know, you made a you made a joke about a few minutes ago, but there's a lot of former Lakers in the playoffs this year. So if if the real Lakers aren't going to be in there, at least we're well represented by guys like Russell and and Ingram and Caruso and guys like that.
5: Yeah. By the way, uh, D'Angelo Russell averaged a career high seven point one assists per game. Now I know they play at a crazy pace, and when you're you know you're forcing Anthony, you, you get an Anthony Edwards on the wing, cat anywhere he wants it, and they're making shots, makes it easy. But he just it felt like there wasn't pressure on him. And frankly, Rob, as they're coming back late and Anthony Towns, uh, Carl Anthony Towns is out, my thought was, geez, I don't want anybody but Anthony Edwards shooting. And, and D'Angelo Russell just kept making plays. I was like, wow. He's like a, he's like a new player.
7: Yeah, we were, now, we were texting during the game, and you're like, man, yeah. this, this is wild. I don't know about the cover and things yeah. like that. And I said, hey, don't, don't worry. Former yeah. Laker D'Angelo Russell's got this. Don't worry about it. Yeah.
5: Uh, I am curious. If you're Carl Anthony Towns, What's the mindset this morning when all anybody's saying about you is, "Oh yeah, you and your team, and you fell out, and you were horrible, and you were forcing the issue." And by the way, Anthony Edwards was an incredible star. And oh yeah, remember DeAngelo Russell, the second pick in the draft? Like this team has talent. And you know, you, you've kind of waited for this moment. You know, you won the three point contest. You were showboating like you're the greatest thing ever. You're calling yourself the biggest, best big man shooter ever in NBA history. People are like, yo. Dirk Nowitzki, does that name ring a bell? And I know Carl Anthony Towns had a good season, but I, I just have a hard time walking away from this game and saying that, like, it's Cats' team, you know? I know Anthony Edwards is not going to be that dude who's like, this is my team, I'm 20. He's just a pretty chill guy. But we need to remember, this is a wing league. And that's why all these guys, can off Embiid and f***ing Jokic. Rob, playoffs are going to come, and the wings are going to take over. And we just saw it. Like Carl Anthony Towns, total non-factor. Complete non-factor. Yeah. And Anthony Edwards, I think it's Anthony Edwards' team, man. I, I just, this
7: guy, he gets the ball and you just feel like something good's happening. Yeah, I mean, Carl Anthony Towns, he had a horrible game, that goes without saying. But he was getting absolutely roasted by Shaq and, and the TNT guys during halftime. Oh. You know, Shaq saying, calling you soft and, and and you know, that that he's not a real big man and things like that. And, and he's going to have to wear that for the next couple of days. I know the national level, they're not going to talk about it as much because it is again, the Minnesota Timberwolves apologies to our boss, Scott Shapiro. That's his team. But locally, I'm sure in Minnesota, they're going to be wondering like, Hey, we're going against a junkyard dog of a team in Memphis with Steven Adams and Jaron Jackson, Jr. Can we count on you to play big? Can we count on you to, to be the best player on the floor? Which you should be in every one of these games, and if uh last night was any indication, I don't know if that's the case,
5: yeah, uh I guess we could wrap up with uh, you know we we put the clippers into the meeting against the suns i I'm not sure they're a hundred percent of a lock now they will be at home uh at Staples. I'm sure you know that'll be a real tough it's ticket. crypto, uh, by the way jason uh, I'm, the, sorry, I'm sorry crypto
7: paid a lot sorry, of apologies. money to, to be able call be crypto
5: i I'm wondering if if it's the pelicans and i'll get we'll get the best bet in a minute. I, I think the Pels can give this Clippers team some problems. I I uh, this I'll talk about him in the in the best bet here in a sec, but Herb Jones is a kid out of Alabama, an elite defender, all NBA defender caliber, as a young, a young, very young player in the league. And you put him on Paul George. I, I I I know Reggie Jackson's gonna destroy McCollum because he don't play in no defense, but I'm not automatically putting the Clippers by the Pels, assuming the Pels win tonight. But uh, that's a good pivot point. Let's get to the best bet for tonight's games after a nice 2-0 and thanks to the Timberwolves and my, my guy, Darius Garland.
0: Choose from a full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Kumo test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be.
8: sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com Toyota, Toyota, let's go places
2: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation, catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search FSR to listen live the only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game
8: is making
2: money while you do it, here's your best bet
5: so the games tonight, unfortunately, not as much star power as you had with the Nets and the Timberwolves. I don't know if I can say the Timberwolves qualify as having star power, but I need more Anthony Edwards in my life. And, you know, yeah, we get Trey Young in the mellow ball. That should be fun and a 140 to 138 type game. But there's not a lot of interest, I don't think, in these two games. That being said, gambling Always makes it fun. Like, for instance, that sweat of Nets-Cavs down the stretch. I told you guys I wanted to bet the Cavs. Really did, didn't, still cash with the Darius Garland over points fairly easily with like nine minutes left. But nevertheless, you know, there's an opportunity here in Charlotte, Atlanta to knock some bets out of the park. I think where I would start is P.J. Washington in Hornets Hawks. Everybody wants to go bet Kevin Durant over points, right? In the next game. Oh, he's a huge star. It's Kevin Durant. He's going to show up. It's a playoffs. All those silly narratives. I saw one tweet that 92% of the money was on over Kevin Durant, like 31 and a half points. Never sniffed it. He had like 25. Like, that's dumb. That's dumb money entering the market saying, oh, it's Kevin Durant. You need to look for edges. PJ Washington is the guy on the Hornets. Now, a lot of you wouldn't know PJ Washington. If you sat next to him in a movie theater, you'd see him be like, oh, that guy's pretty tall. I have no idea who he is. P.J. Washington, okay, is going to be the guy, if the Hornets have any chance of keeping this close. And I think they could. There's a, there's a, 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 a part of me that wants to take the four and a half with Charlotte, but I, it just feels a little bit square, the lamello ball factor. Oh, we got to bet on Lamelo ball. So I'm passing on the side, but the reasoning for P.J. Washington is – I don't think that this is going to be a plumly game, right? So John Collins is out for the Hawks. Maybe they go with Capella, but the way Okongwu has been playing for the Hawks at center, the kid from USC, I do believe this is going to be a game where the Hornets try to go small and P.J. Washington is your small ball five. And then you get the pick and roll with P.J. Washington, and it actually worked in their final meeting against the Hawks. He played extended minutes. And I'm not looking at the points. I'm not looking at the rebounds. I'm looking at all all of them, points, rebound, and assists. And, folks, I see it at 18.5. Now, it could be on the move. 18.5 feels a little bit light. He had 16, 3, and 3 in that late meeting. Now, if you look at the total here, 236, this is going to be a track meet. Lots of points, okay? Lots of layups, lots of dunks, lots of opportunities for rebounds. I think P.J. Washington could top 18 and a half. The other guy I'm looking at, obviously everybody's going to bet Trey Young. I'm not touching Trey Young, you know? No, no, thank you. I would look at Terry Rozier. I got a fun stat for you. And yes, I'm spending way too much time on NBA gambling talk, but that's what you do when it's not NFL season. Guess who led the league in corner three-pointers? Terry Rozier. Yes, Terry Rozier. Not Steph Curry, not James Harden, not Clay Thompson. Terry Rozier. He basically, LaMelo ball creates, pick and roll with PJ Washington, top of the key, or or with Bridges, and then you've got Terry Rozier in the corner because the defender has to sag on the drive. And what do you have? You have Terry Rozier splashing. So Terry Rozier over three and a half threes. Shouldn't be too difficult. I don't think it's a huge play. I think it's a fun play. You're rooting for three-pointers. Terry Rozier over over three and a half threes. So PJ Washington, 18 and a half over points, rebounds, assists. I like that and Terry Rozier over three and a half threes in the other game is a little bit of a tougher handicap. I definitely bet at the outset the Spurs getting five and a half. The the only reason I don't like that bet in hindsight, I'm looking at the matchups and I'm like, wait a minute. New Orleans is essentially going to throw CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, those two guys together, eight and two since they've joined forces. Problem is that's a small sample size, right? So I think the Spurs can nullify both of those guys. They've got really good wing defenders, but they're going to get murdered inside. Jackson Hayes, 6'11, and Valanchunas are just going to eat up Podol. And then I'm looking at the Spurs. I'm like, what, what are they going to do? Is it going to be Collins? Is he coming in? Is he going to be, play big minutes? I, I don't see Collins as the guy. Jock Landale. Of NBL, yes, NBL, that's the Australian Basketball League um, that I have a team in that I watch way too much of. And I remember Jock Landale, a good college basketball player. But those guys are going to get destroyed by JV and Jackson Hayes. So really, San Antonio is going to have to control the tempo with their wings. They've got like five wings, like really good depth. And they're just going to have to run and gun. So I, oddly, I guess the market's saying that the Pels are the side because the totals come down three and a half points. From 230.5 to 226. So, market's seeing a lower-scoring game, and I, I, I guess they think that Herb Jones, the all-defensive star, can maybe shut down Keldon Johnson. You obviously won't put him on DeJounte Murray, would you? Now, that would be interesting because it would cut off the offense. Herb Jones is a fantastic defensive player. He's the old kid out of Alabama who fell in the draft because he's old, and nobody wants to draft old guys. And by old, I mean, you know, early 20s as opposed to like 18, 19, 20, 21. Now, he can defend phenomenally. Uh, you know, C.J. McCollum does not defend. Uh, Brandon Ingram does not defend. So one of the guys on the Spurs is going to eat. I think it'll be Keldon Johnson, but of course I'll be crushed if they put Herb Jones on Keldon Johnson and Johnson shut down because Jones is that good of a defender. So I, I, I'm i looking at Keldon Johnson points. uh, We'll see. I, I have not betty yet. I'm looking at it. Keldin, I think Keldon Johnson, maybe points. Let me look at it again. If you look at his points, rebounds, and assists, uh, there there could be an opportunity there. But he's not much of an assist guy. He's more of just a scoring wing who will give you rebounds. So I, it's just a tough one. I can't advocate. Remember, Keldon Johnson, Olympian, by the way, Keldon Johnson, a very good basketball player. Um, his point total is 20 and a half. Murray's is a little inflated. I would not touch it uh over 23 and a half, but Johnson, can he get 21 points in a bad game in, in a you know, team a game between two bad defenses? Sure, I think Johnson Johnson could probably get 21. But but then you can look at the combos and there's a million bets here for player props. If you look at points and rebounds, Keldon Johnson's is 26 and a half. So they think he's right on average, 20 and 6. Um, I don't know. That that I'll, that one I'll leave up to you guys. Now, this is an exotic one if you can find it. I have not been able to find it yet this morning. As the day goes on, more bets hit the market. Uh, as everybody follows the industry leaders. A kid by the name of Devin Vassell, I hope I'm saying his name right, out of Florida State, is a gunner. You can call him a chucker if you want. He is a three-point shooting machine. That's what he does. Now, he's super young. I don't know if he's ready for a playoff moment. There's a guy who did not play a lot at FSU. He's only 21. But I play pickup basketball out here with a guy, I think I've mentioned him before, Indian guy. Um, his name is Sanjay. He's such a good shooter. I've nicknamed him Sanj Clay. Instead of Sanjay, Sanj Clay, because he's like Clay Thompson. He's going to be on the team. We have him on the roster for um, the, the league that we're signing up for. And by the way, you know, sharing too much information here, he is such a good shooter. He played in Chicago with a guy I worked with at the Big Lead, who I now work with at Fox. And he had played on an in, in an Indian basketball tournament. It's like a South Asian league. They have to like check to make sure you're Indian, and you know it's like kind of a small smaller guys, not a lot of six five Indian guys playing basketball out there. And this guy's team like had some good runs. I don't think they ever won the title. We are looking to enter if uh, any Indians out there are interested. The tournament's in Arizona. Don't even know when, but I'm interested if it's a basketball tournament. Anyways, back to Devin Vassell. This kid is a three-point gunner. The problem is I can't find his prop for three-pointers made because he comes off the bench. But if you look at his last five games, three of eight, four of eight, four of six. uh, I'm sorry, three, four, eight, four, four, eight four for six, one of five, four of eight. The guy is just jacking threes. That's what he comes in and does. He's a volume shooter. And in a game like this, he's going to get open. If you can find over two and a half threes for Devin Vassell, that's a big one for me. Now, I don't know if the, I don't know what the number will be. It might be three. Usually they try to put the half in there. My kids love to ask why three and a half threes. What? Well, you know, uh, yeah, you go over. If you get three and the line's three, it's a push. But the books know, hey, this guy, for instance, Kevin Durant, uh, I think his three-point, or no, was it Kyrie Irving? Was like four and a half, three, some, some insane number. But they always add the half on the guys who you know the people are going to bet because everybody wants to bet the over. Well, you got to make an extra three by putting a half. At any rate, if you see Davil, uh, Devin Vassell, two and a half, I think you got to hammer it. If you see three, we'll see. There are probably, probably some juice. Three and a half would be a riskier play. Frankly, I don't know how much he's going to play. That's a, a great unknown. Is Popovich going to ride the guys who he trusts who are a little bit older? So th- there, there's some risk there. But I did take the Spurs getting five and a half. So those are the bets for night two of the play in action. Hope you guys enjoy the games. I know I will. Talk to you tomorrow.
4: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.
2: At these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
4: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's Pee-wee championship game. A trophy bigger than your 5-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So, switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected,
3: subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on!